Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast. Yes, I've got a hoarse voice because I've done eight talks in the last three days, and I apologize for that. But this is 1073B of You, the Owner's Manual podcast, and we have a special guest for you today. Normally, obviously, we have people who write about, talk about, and um, have a lot of information about health, and that makes it obvious that this is a health-related podcast. But believe it or not, the major cause, and I know many of you clearly understand this, the major cause of stress in America is financial. So we're going to have someone who is a financial whiz at advice, who has started his own new podcast, which you may want to download, Be Smart. I think it's on twice a week. But before we do that, I just want to remind you, we are sponsored by Lice First Naturals and Bovine Colostrum. 2,000 milligrams a day is what I take. Why? Because I take baby aspirin as well for prevention of heart disease and cancer. And any non-steroidal, whether it's ibuprofen or Advil or whatever you want to take, causes a reduction in gut function. And that's even true of baby aspirin. And yes, I take it with a half a glass of warm water before and afterwards so that the aspirin lands on the water and not on my stomach lining. That alone decreases, if you will, bleeding and bleeding from your stomach by over 70% if you take baby aspirin. But the bovine colostrum does it as well. And so it's kind of double protection. But in addition, the bovine colostrum prevents me in this case, and also people who are serious athletes from getting the bloating and the stomach upset that often accompanies strenuous athletics. Um, Let's go now to uh, Jared Dillon. Jared Dillon, by the way, it's jareddillonmoney.com for his website. Jared, you must see or hear about Um, from people calling in the stress they have about money at this time and through the last several years? Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's really only two sources of financial stress. And the first one is the big one that most people experience, and that is debt. For, I would say, for 90% of people, debt is the primary source of financial stress, whether it's credit cards or car loans or mortgages or accumulation of everything. Um, this is the stress that people experience on a day-to-day basis. It causes them to lay in bed at night and stare at the ceiling, wondering how they're going to make, how they're going to be able to pay the bills. Uh, it's debilitating, and a lot of people have experienced it. The other part of financial stress is risk. And this generally affects people who have a little bit of money that they've invested in the stock market and they find that they've taken too much risk. They have a portfolio that's 100% stocks or stocks in crypto. They're undiversified. They've invested in tech stocks and aggressive growth stocks. 
and they have breathtaking volatility in their portfolio, which is fine when things are going up, but on the way down, it can cause people lots of stress. So the two main sources of stress are debt and risk. And before we get into that, we should say that you obviously must have gone through a whole bunch because you were an ETF, you were the lead ETF trader for Lehman Brothers when they went belly up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was the most stressful job in the world. I like to tell people that being an ETF trader in the mid-2000s is a bit like trading the long bond in the 80s or the 90s. Um, it was the most exciting and terrifying and unbelievable job I've ever had. Uh, I ran the ETF desk from 2004 to 2008. Uh, it was a time of, gosh, just huge amounts of volume, huge amounts of liquidity, lots of volatility. We ended with the financial crisis. And, you know, after that period of time, I had to walk away from Wall Street. I just, you know, it was, I could not imagine going back to work another day. I was, I literally had burned out. It was the most stressful thing, you know, and I've done a lot of hard things in my life. I was in the military, you know, I've been through basic training. I've run marathons. I've done all kinds of stuff. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And how did you recover from, now you walked away. Um, what did you do when you walked away to help you recover from it? Interestingly enough, I got involved in music. Um, you know, when you're working at an investment bank, it, especially if you're on a trading floor, it's not like you don't have time. You know, you use, I, I was generally home by about six or seven o'clock at night. Uh, I did have some free time and, you know, I had the ability to have a hobby or do something else. But, you know, when you're working in a bank, you just, you don't have any emotional space to do that sorts of those sorts of things. It's, your job is just sort of all consuming. So when Lehman Brothers went bankrupt and I walked away from Wall Street, the first thing I did was I bought DJ equipment. Uh, I bought a couple of CD players and a mixer and I taught myself how to DJ. And, you know, for the first six to 12 months after the bankruptcy, I was playing music in my house three to four hours a day and it was very healing and I loved it. And I still do that to this day. You know, I've, I've DJed a, a whole bunch of events. I literally just had one in New York uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I love it. And I still do it. So um, that probably didn't earn you much money. No. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm so part of the problem of the stress when uh, things go belly up is people have to earn enough money. Did you, were you planning on uh, coming back? How did you plan your return to the economic world? Right. So immediately what I did was uh, I rented some office space on third Avenue and I started a financial newsletter, which is called the daily dirt nap. And I still do that to this day. Um, it, it, you know, like any business, it takes a while to get off the ground. Uh, I made a little bit of money my first year. It's grown significantly over time, but you know that was a writing was a passion of mine. I love writing about markets, and it's a good business. Um, you know, it took a while before I was making the kind of money that I was making on Wall Street. Probably took about seven or eight years, um, but I eventually got back there. But I was much much happier. 
because I had my own business. I was in control of my own destiny. I could make my own hours. I had complete freedom, and it was a lot more fun. Uh, isn't that great? So now um, you're, if you will, in a multiplex world. You write Street Freak, Money and Madness at Lehman Brothers. That was a book that was Business Week's number one general business book in 2011. You wrote a novel, All the Evil in the World, um, and you write, um, I think they're weekly newsletters, The Daily Dirt Nap, Street Freak, and ETF 2020. And I think you also have a free one called The Tenth Man. Um, and now you're uh, going into podcasting. Yeah, I mean, the podcast. All that correct? Yeah, all that's right, yeah. I also had a, I had a live radio show for a couple of years. Uh, from 2019 to 2021, I had a live radio show. It was nationally syndicated. It was a little bit small. Um, it ended up not being profitable. We stopped the radio show. But the radio show has evolved into the podcast, and I, you know, I love doing the podcast. It's also very convenient. I can do it from my office. I can do it from my desk. I can do it whenever I want. Um, and it's a it's a it's it's a great podcast. And, you know, and what's nice is that I've you know I had a couple years of training in the radio industry. So, you know, a lot of people don't really have that sorts of training. So I think it gives me, you know, somewhat of an advantage, but I love doing it. Um, I will tell you, um, as you probably know, my uh, writing partner for some part of my, I guess the middle part of my career was uh, Mehmet Oz. And when we did our first radio show on Oprah Radio, and I'm telling tale out of school now, but when we did our first uh, radio show, um, I was my usual A minus B plus in interviewing people. It was five hours. We recorded uh, five one-hour uh, segments every Wednesday from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. So we we did it all in one day, but we... Uh, he was a D minus E bar. And just to show you how fast he learned, the next week um, when we did it again, he was an A plus. Um, so there is some, uh, if you will, native ability that really helps. And that when I've listened to uh, you, there is clearly some, I don't know whether it's practiced or incredible ability on the Be Smart podcast. Now, I've only listened to one. Have you done more than one? Oh, yeah, I've probably done, at this point, I've done about 20. So, yeah, we're up and running. Ah, great. And that's downloadable anywhere podcasts can be downloaded from. Yeah, that's um, right. Yep. And uh, as well as, do you have, you have a link, I assume, at jareddillonmoney.com? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you go, if you go to jareddillonmoney.com, uh, the podcast is all over the website. You can't miss it. And and tell us a little bit about um, where you want to go with Be Smart. Obviously, part of it is, in, in the group I listened to, a lot of it was in helping people understand um, what I would call, at least at that segment, interest rates and debt and avoiding debt and, and, uh, and learning how to, uh, how to manage where you were in debt. Um, but tell me what, where you hope to go with this. Well, really, it's all about reducing financial stress. And I'm actually working on a book that is going to be a companion to this. Uh, the book is not going to be coming out soon, but I, I am in the process of working on it. 
but it's all about, you know, here's the thing. The personal finance industry is filled with people. They tell you how to be a millionaire, how to make the most money possible. And that's really not the goal. The goal is not to be a millionaire because, you know, first of all, not everybody's capable of it. And second of all, you know, if <laughs> you, you're going to make yourself miserable trying to get there. The goal is to have a minimum amount of financial stress, and that's what I try to do. So that's what we try and do in medicine. That is one of the uh, statements we go with with our patients is you've got to sell whatever assets you need to to get to the be able to sleep all night level um, and to be able to sleep well. And I can't remember who we borrowed that phrase from, but it is you've got to sell down to to the sleep well level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so at least that's our monitor of um, risk for our patients in um, financial asset, if you will, for those who take risk. Um, that's the executive health in the in the wellness sphere where we deal with um, every run of the mill, everybody else in society. Um, stress is financial stress is something and uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, um, get people to listen to be smart um, anything else I should uh, know about be smart um, and uh, is it correct you do two a week of that and do you have guests on or is it call in you take questions from people all week and how do you how do you organize it well, it, it's two times a week. It comes out Tuesday and Thursday morning. Um, I haven't had any guests yet. I might have guests in the future, but I'm not really in a hurry. Um, it's it's not live, so you can't call in. But, um, you know, if you want to submit questions, um, it's pretty easy. You can reach out at the website. You can reach out at jareddillionmoney.com, and there's a pretty good chance uh, I'll cover whatever question you have. Um, but... You know, it's it's very informal. Um, I, you know, there's a, there's a lot of storytelling. There's a lot of humor. It's uh, irreverent from time to time, um, sometimes funny. So, yeah, I highly recommend you check it out. So let's make sure I give people the correct spelling. J-A-R-E-D, no space, no punctuation, D-I-L-L-I-A-N. No space again, money, M-O-N-E-Y dot com. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. And thank you very much for being on and talking about the two financial stresses, debt. And I guess the, the real statement is don't take it if you don't have to. And then risk. And it is with risk, at least in, in my mind, it is uh, sell whatever you have to to sleep well at night. Jared, you can reach him, if you will, jareddillionmoney.com, as well as you can find him at Be Smart. And I'm going to start listening uh, to that podcast with some regularity. Um, we are sponsored by Life's First Naturals, the maker of both True Biotics, that double good. Um, they have the two probiotics in there that have been shown to be most beneficial to gut health, um, most supportive, I should say, of gut health, as well as um, bovine colostrum, 
which in randomized controlled trials in Europe, in the United States, and in probably other countries, but I'm familiar with the one in Italian soccer players and French athletes as well, um, decreases the adverse effect of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and of extreme exercise. The reason the Italian soccer players took it, that's right, so that they could keep playing and didn't have upper respiratory infections, decreased those by over 40%. That is their soccer team that was taking it routinely as compared to a soccer team that wasn't, had 40% less days missed of soccer matches, as well as it also has been shown to prevent the shortening of the gut villi, that is the insides of your gut shrink, and that allows what we call leaky gut. And so bovine colostrum, 2,000 to 3,000 milligrams a day um, from Life's First Naturals is a way of preventing that. Thanks very much, Jerry Dillon. Caitlin, thank you for engineering. We'll be back next week. This has been 1073B. The B, always guess. The A segments, the latest medical news of the week, and what it means to you to live younger for longer. Thanks again.